We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire Showdown Show. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Jack Burkhart. Yes, we have two people on to discuss a showdown. Jack, we're here to break down one game. We're going to be going back and forth with what we're thinking for this game, Cash and GPP for DraftKings. Jack, happy Monday. What's going on? Happy Monday to you as well, Adam, and to all the subscribers and um, all the listeners. Um, it's going to be fun to do one of these showdowns. I'm used to doing these by myself and thinking out loud, and I think we'll be able to come up with the perfect goalkeeper captain lineup at the end of this. And I hope we're able to arrive at some good strategies. I don't know. My first impression is that this is kind of has some, this slate has a little, some tricky price dynamics to it, but I'm sure we'll dig into it. Yeah. Before, uh, I guess before we get into the, the DFS portion of this, I think we can talk about the game in general, these teams in general. Uh, I just posted my betting article up, rotowire.com. Check that out. But we can see in the odds, Argentina win percentage, 50%. Croatia, 21%. Clean sheet for Argentina is 42 just about, and then 22% for Croatia. I'm just refreshing the page here because – so I wrote the betting article. Uh, I started writing it yesterday, and I saw – Argentina were minus 125 to win. Uh, this is regular time. Minus 125. Croatia is plus 400. Just before the show, and these odds are from DraftKings, just before the show, I saw uh, Argentina were down to minus 110 and then plus 350 for Croatia. So it's pretty clear Croatia are getting some money because I think the odds are the odds are incorrect. Um Unless, unless I'm seeing something wrong. Do you think Argentina should be this big of a favorite in this match? Oh, I'm always bad at these things, but I feel like it kind of underrates Croatia's chances. So are these win percentages? These aren't too advanced percentages, right? Like this is to win in regulation? Yeah, these are, this is win in regulation. I, I feel like Croatia win a little bit more than one in five right. times. They're like, this is... This kind of always happens to them. They get sort of disrespected. I feel it's a small change, but it's important. I think it should be maybe around 25% or a little bit higher. And it's not like this Argentina side have been particularly convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, wrote in my think? article that I think that, so Messi, obviously Messi. If you if you took away Messi from Argentina, which is a lot, I know it's, it's a lot, but I'd say Croatia are the better team. Uh, they're better overall, better built, better midfield, yep. maybe a better defense. They've at least shown a better defense in the tournament, I'd say. Um, Messi is is obviously a lot, and it's going. It's definitely going into the odds, but should it go into the odds this much that Argentina should be, you know, 30% more of a chance to win because of Messi? Maybe, maybe, but that does seem like, like a lot for one player, though. I agree. I don't know. Maybe I think I think their win odds should be a little bit lower. Croatia should be a bit higher, and then maybe a bit more into this draw. I don't know. It feels like the way that Croatia are going to play that's going to lend itself to a draw a bit more often, which is important in showdown, right? Because that's going to add thirty minutes at the end of regulation and even some penalties. So 
it feels a little bit that way. But um, some of the Croatia players are kind of expensive, so the DK pricing algorithm is a little bit maybe more bullish on Croatia because I think Perisic is close to 9,000, which... Are we playing Orsic off the bench? Yeah, what, what's up with this? Orsic has <laughs> been the most expensive guy every single time. I think he took a pretty nice penalty for them, so why not? I think that was... I don't know if they include club stats, but it seems like they include club stats because I remember he was always one of the most expensive guys when it was at Zabgreb. We're playing. Uh, he was, you know, no matter what their odds look like, Orsic was always up there in terms of price. But He takes all of Zagreb's set pieces too, right? Yeah, Something yeah. Like this, so, that, yeah. That's probably definitely in there when, you know, he's not going to be taking over Modric. So. Yeah. Well, there's your contrarian play right there. <laughs> <laughs> Off the bench. Um, yeah, as we get into uh, DFS talk, uh, I, I still want to say something more on this matchup, though. Uh, so, as you said, Croatia, more defensive. Uh, I'm looking at their previous results. And I think so. Four, three of their five matches, there have been no goals in the first half, including the Brazil game. Uh, there was a 43rd-minute goal in the Japan match, and then the other, their other game was the, the Canada game, which was kind of off the walls from the start. And it, I don't think there's a question about how they're going to try and play this game. It's probably going to go pretty similar. I, I'd say, what, Argentina maybe similar to maybe maybe going Argentina-Mexico is kind of uh, on, on the, on the kind of extreme in terms of that. But I do think Kirish will play this game kind of similar to how they played Brazil and they're not going to have a ton of possession. They're, they're going to get their opportunities when they come. And as for Argentina, the thing in the Netherlands match was that Netherlands came out and they, they basically played like two central midfielders against Argentina who had three central midfielders kind of, and then Messi coming back to receive the ball, which, you know, it didn't work. Netherlands had to make halftime substitutions because, uh, Louis Van Hall's strategy just didn't work. The difference for this game is that Croatia have Modric, Kovacic, and Brozovic in the midfield. And this is a completely different midfield than anything Argentina's seen uh, in terms of defense, in terms of how they possess the ball, in terms of how they play. It's going to be a little more difficult, not only for Messi to come back and get the ball, but just for uh, the other guys in there. And then we throw in the suspensions. We th throw in possibly, like a, we put in a, uh, Paredes projected to start here. We got Tagliafico coming in. So we have all of these questions here. Um, I guess we can get to DFS now, unless you have any other, unless you well, want to jump on any of that. Yeah, one thing, I agree. I think this midfield three for Croatia is really good, and maybe they'll kind of suffocate the offense for Argentina a little bit. That's one thing in, worth consideration. We have a question in the chat, though, and this is about the status of Angel Di Maria. So we don't have him. We talked about this before the show. We don't have him in our projected 11 so far. Some other sources do. He came on as an emergency sub for about eight minutes. So what's going into you not projecting him right now to start? Well, the fact that he played eight minutes a few days ago, he, <laughs> he's clearly not 100%. They were worried that if they played him more than 10, 20 minutes, that he was going to re-injure his muscle injury. And based off of Argentinian Twitter, uh, it seems like the 11 that they were training with, Di Maria was not involved in that. Um, just based off some tweets, I mean, I don't know how how good that is, but uh, th that's what I'm basing it off of. That's kind of all we can base it off of, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a chance they go back to what they had in the last match, but I think that was more of because they played Netherlands, who – also ran, runs a three four two one three four three kind of a thing. I mean, they could go with uh, Lissandra Martinez back back there as well in a five three two kind of thing, a three four three or whatever uh, with with Di Maria on the right wing there. I mean, that would take out Paredes. Uh, I mean, there, there's a couple things they could do. Like if they don't want maybe Taglifico or Molina on one of the wings, they could put. De Maria on one of the wings or McAllister, I guess, on one of the wings uh, in like a three, four, three. But I mean, this is, that's kind of extreme because they just haven't done that in this tournament. So yeah. are they going to really change things up that much? Probably not. 
And I feel like you want to at least match this midfield of Croatia because they, they have the talent advantage, I think. And then playing three defenders and only two central midfielders, I feel like that's just going to be a recipe for having to make tactical subs at halftime. So uh, I kind of agree. It would be really surprising if they would go back to the back three based on everything you say. So probably right. like a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2 like we have. That, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. So DraftKings, DFS, that's what we're here to talk about. We look at the pricing from the last Argentina slate. Messi captain was 16.5K. This slate, we got 19.2 captain uh, for Messi, which is, you know, this is a max price. Um, Well, maybe not max. I don't know. There's not a ton of times you see a captain over 19K, I guess, in showdowns, unless it's, I don't know who, unless it's like, but. Twelve eight's the highest I've ever seen in a showdown. I think I've seen it achieved before sometimes in like MLS because those think those players can score wacky points. But thirteen yeah. K has to be the theoretical max. So that's where Messi is. He's priced at the max. And honestly, if that's how DK wants to play it, I don't really disagree. <laughs> do you think this changes how anyone plays, or do you think they're kind of gonna play this the same way that they've they've played previous Argentina slates? Well, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. So you can look at, are people still going to play Messi? Or are people going to say, maybe I can fade Messi at this price. And if you fade Messi, I just don't understand where you're going to be spending the rest you're gonna of your money on. Yeah, you're going to lose. <laughs> First, you're going to lose. Second, even if Messi only scores, let's say Messi only scores eight points. Who else is going to, you, you still might use him in an optimal lineup because I just don't believe that anyone else is going to score that many points as well if you just look at the floors because we have the floor points Messi sort of dominates and then there's a lot of very mediocre floors be- below that so I think Messi's still going to be like one of the top plays he's the best projected goal scorer and he's going to be really really used for that reason I mean especially if Di Maria doesn't play as well then there's just a few Argentina attacking options at the captain I don't know do you think that he's going to be over 50 percent used at captain and uh big gpps like he was in a previous argentina slate i think it might be a little bit lower there's a lot of i think there are ways to go without captaining messi but what do you think normally we talk about cash games first but maybe we can just talk about this first yeah jack was referencing that messi over 50 percent captain in tournaments for the game against netherlands but with the with this price tag you got to think that's going to be lower than 50%. Um, people, I mean, with this, I, I guess I haven't really created a messy lineup here, but you probably kind of stuck with a couple center backs if you go messy, unless you you go with a bunch of, I don't know, 6K guys, and, and do you want to do that? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Maybe. <laughs> but even then, like, you still have, like, a Borna Sosa's here at 7K, so, like, you have these guys. Emiliano Martinez is 7,400. He's above him. Rodrigo DePaul is 7,600. Enzo is 8,000. So, you have all these guys up here. It's almost not even – like, Odomendi's 5K. That's ridiculous. I saw that. <laughs> so, like, to be able to play this lineup, I mean, you're almost kind of stuck with going to, what, Livakovic here, 4,800. You're playing, I guess, Molina, Tagliafico. And then maybe you have whatever else is up here. I guess you could play Enzo and Borna Sosa. <laughs> and it's like, what is, like, what are we trying to go after right here? But I mean, th- yeah. I guess this is just for cash games here. So yeah, let's talk cash games because I are I'm not really finding a viable route to fading Messi just because. I think we still do expect him to take set pieces. I don't know how many set pieces Croatia really concede and that's been pretty unpredictable anyways from what i read in your betting article but he'll take everything the offense does funnel through him and um i guess i'm willing to sacrifice a little bit because relative to each other the options are sort of similar like how much better is tagliafico than uh how much better or worse is tagliafico than you know Rodrigo DePaul or something like this. Like, how close are they going to be? One of them is one of, is DePaul going to get subbed off early again? It seems kind of thin, and Messi just kind of stands out above in terms of upside and floor. So, I think just for cash, you just captain him. Um, the things I'm looking at from there can afford one of the higher priced attackers. 
So I plugged in a Julian Alvarez. And then you're not left with much after that. So you've spent 30000 in salary right about there. Well, and, I don't uh, think you can go Alvarez in cash games. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think I can either. Yeah. I don't particularly like it after I click it. Right. <laughs> well, where do you want to go instead? I think a question for cash games is do you like what you have when you put Messi in at captain or can you find something a little better if you captain Modric? I think that'll be, I think that's a reasonable question uh, to have here, at least in cash games. Um, And I mean, like you said, it's, I mean, I guess who do we like? Do we, do we like these, the Croatian midfielders? Do we like Perisic at, this price um we look at those guys we're not going to count Kramer Kramaric Petkovic whoever starts up there probably not going to count those guys are you considering Sosa or Juranovic here uh, for cash plays I mean I think Juranovic was kind of I don't know if I want to say surprising but probably yeah I mean surprising he had 11.5 floor points against Brazil three shots assisted four crosses I mean given how that match went where Croatia had nine shots, one on target, and Juranovic still finished with three shots assisted and 11.5 floor points. I mean, that's that's pretty good. But And then you look at it, uh, look at his pricing. I mean, it's, it's 5,800, so he's not even that expensive either. So I, like, I think you can consider Juranovic in, uh, in cash games, though. I mean... Yeah, I think both of the fullbacks, they can definitely be in in play. They had good game logs against a strong Brazil, and they're definitely able to get forward and um, cross. Can you hear me a little bit better now? My Wi-Fi was just bugging out for, uh, for a Yeah, second. yeah, yeah, I noticed that. We're good, though. We're good. We, we've heard everything you're saying. Your video is just uh, going in and out. Oh, okay, so the audio is good. Okay, sounds good. Well... No one needs to see me anyways. All right. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I mean, I did plug in Alvarez initially, but then I'm left with kind of like a studs and duds sort of lineup, which doesn't seem particularly appealing to me. And maybe you do just want to run a little bit more balanced. So instead of having an Alvarez, right? And we were saying, oh, I we don't think that Argentina should be that favored. So why am I playing a goal scorer on a favorite? And he's not even that particularly well favored to score a goal and he'll get subbed off early. Di Maria is really expensive and probably not fit. So, yeah, I think you're looking at these options. So I kind of like a Tagliafico on the Argentina side because he's probably going to have to play a lot just by necessity. Um, and then, you know, play a Luka Modric. Someone like a Perisic, I don't know, would you really consider him in cash? I think I'd rather spread my money around in that case if I'm going with that construction and go with a Sosa or a Juranovic because um, – I don't know, 9,000 at Parasitch. That's just kind of expensive. Do you take the Saramac route and go double goalkeeper here because you get the 2.34 implied goal total? I mean, you can. <laughs> you can. I'm trying to think. <laughs> that is the classic Saramac route. Maybe he'll, yeah, he does that sometimes in cash games. I don't know. I've done that before just to see because I thought, oh, easy game after I saw that he does this. Just play both goalkeepers in cash and you're going to win. And uh, I was nearby him near last place. So <laughs> not necessarily. That's a buyer beware situation. Um, I'm not too interested in either of these goalkeepers. Emmy Martinez is 7,400. That's pretty pricey for a goalkeeper who we're kind of doubting. Um, and then Lavakovic, I mean, outstanding. How good was he in the previous match? He was the goalkeeper that you needed. But do Argentina really take as many shots as Brazil? I mean, Brazil took, everyone was like, oh, Brazil dominated. They took 10 shots on goal, but like five of those shots were just really soft directly at him. Are Argentina that type of team that can just shoot enough that Lavakovic has that sort of safe floor? I'm not so sure that's the way I want to go, especially when you can just play like nearby priced fullbacks. So you could play, you know, a Molina, a Giranovic, or a Tagliafico nearby. I feel like those are just safer routes. So I don't necessarily want to play a goalkeeper and show it on cash games and I can play a reasonable fullback who we think is going to play most of the time. What do you think? Uh, I brought, I brought the same thing up to Ryan 
because in terms of Argentina getting shots, because they didn't have that many on target against Australia. And then he brought up the Poland match where Chesney had nine saves. Um, you look at Nopert last match, he had three saves. It, it doesn't seem like he's going to get that many opportunities, but I mean, if this match is scoreless at half and Argentina are pressing and, and Messi, maybe he's getting frustrated uh, dealing with this midfield kind of a thing. I mean, he did. He has. He he is a guy who will take shots from outside that you know are free saves almost. Um, he just doesn't get the right right touch on the ball. Um, I think Nopert had a couple like that from Messi, where Messi just took a fairly weak shot from outside the box. I mean, again, this is pretty hard to to project here, but. I don't know. I, I, I do like Livakovic for cash games if you're stuck in that area because he is making saves every match, no matter who he's played against. So I think that has to go into something. And do you think that, do you think Argentina is going to score more than two goals? So that's a pretty good point. And you'd want to play, I mean, minutes are super important. Every minute becomes more precious when the number of games decreases. And then showdown, you want to be able to. You don't want your guys to be subbed off early, and it's doubly so when it gets into extra time. We, we, we were worried about this in a two-game slate. You should be twice as worried about it on showdown. Your goalkeeper is going to be in there the whole time, and that's more opportunities to make saves. If it goes to a shootout, you get these like ridiculous – because you get points during shootouts. This is one of the most ridiculous things about DraftKings scoring. So your goalie only gains points from that. Um, I mean, it, penalties is not the most likely outcome, even though sometimes it feels that way, but – it's one of the nicer things if you're worried about substitutions a lot in that area. I guess you kind of convinced me. You definitely can go that route. It's well, a I guess little, the question, a little bit volatile. But. I guess the question is, would you rather play Livakovic, Brozovic, or Kovacic? Or if you're really on Argentina, would you rather play an Argentinian center back? Or I guess Paredes is down here, but I don't want to play Paredes. No. So. I would consider... Kovacic just because he could play a part in a goal but then I mean how much more likely is that than Novakovic getting four saves uh, and only conceding once right I don't know it's when you kind of do these comparisons you're, you're selling me a little bit on on the Lovakovic play right there yeah is it more likely that Lovakovic makes five to eight saves or that Kovacic or Brozovic get a goal or assist? I'd probably <laughs> go with, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I would actually lean Lovakovic right. in that sort of situation. And then what? Otherwise, so we're talking kind of about like really nice outcomes, right? But otherwise, they're both scoring three or four points, and who cares? They yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an egg in your lineup. Um, I think that's kind of how the odds based off the odds here, 0.89 implied goals for Croatia. So you're not expecting central midfielders who rarely get up the field to have a goal or assist. So, but you are expecting Argentina to get opportunities. So. Yeah. I am, I am siding with the goalkeeper here. I'd, I'd say, but I think because of some of the, if you do like the fullback slash wingbacks for Argentina, like it is, it isn't the hardest thing to captain Messi at least in cash games. So uh, I guess that's where I'm going to stay here. Captain Messi in cash games. I don't see, I don't see there's a reason to to go with Modric unless, unless you wanted another one of these expensive guys, but I, I don't really see like the need to play Enzo or DePaul really. So I think it might be worth getting to Modric just because he'll probably take penalties for Croatia. And I think, well, I'm saying for, I'm saying for captain. Oh, for captain? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you said cat. Yeah, no, captain. Just captain Messi. Right. We have to make this too. Okay. Too hard. Yeah, but you said so. You're passing on um, Modric, but just as the captain, you're still plugging him in. Yeah, I think the the question was, do you need to go down to Modric? Is there a reason to go down to Modric as a captain to get someone else in your team? But it doesn't seem like it. There is. No, there's just no one to prioritize. We, we've complained a little. I complained a little bit about how, how high-priced the Argentinian forwards are, but if you just remove Di Maria and Alvarez from consideration, everyone's actually quite reasonably priced, so there's, there's really no need to do that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, so for tournaments here, the important part, we're going to win 50K here. Um, I'm looking back at Netherlands-Argentina match. Uh, Someone, a lineup who won a a small single entry. He had Messi captain at 52%, and he won the single entry by eight points because he played Davy Clausen off the bench, who got a zero, and he played Veghorst off the bench, who got 23.6. The rest of his lineup had DePaul, at 7.5 and McAllister at 5.7. Um, this person's a genius. Why, why aren't they? <laughs> can we have them on the podcast? Why do we have me on? <laughs> um, you didn't even need the Davy Clausen. He was yeah, just showing off. Just these five players. Um, incredible lineup, really. Uh, I, I guess Gakpo is in that as well. He had 11.5. So uh, I guess, I mean, it's kind of weird to start with substitutes, but are you considering. Uh, substitutes here like a Di Maria uh, Di Maria at the second most high expensive player uh, play him plus someone like him off the bench like Lataro maybe um, one of these Croatian forwards off the bench like uh, Livaha did he did he even play last game I don't know no I don't I don't think he is we can he pull it up well Adam as many people who frequent the discord know i have a pretty big stomach for um gigabrain showdown strategies but i just can never deal with this substitute route i'm just like not i don't know i just can't do it i i would prefer to like maybe captain if i want to get really off the board i would really prefer to captain like a center back or something like this so i can afford a lot of attackers and maybe hope that a center back finally scores a goal as we kind of thought would happen maybe a bit earlier in the world cup I mean, yeah, I just I, I really can't get to it with the substitute goal, but it's a, it's a good route, especially when there's 50k to first place and 9,000 lineups in the contest. I I don't disrespect it; it's just not not something I do. Personally. I'm kind of in that same camp. Earlier this tournament, it must have been it was the game against Qatar. Bergwine did not start. And I was like, oh, Depay, Depay will start or something, and he'll come off the bench at halftime or 60th minute or whatever. I'll get Depay going against Qatar uh, the final 30 minutes. Bergwijn ended up not playing. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp of I don't know if I want to play uh, substitutes, but obviously 
there have been a lot of t- instances during the World Cup where substitutes will win money. Um, and uh, I guess it just has to be mentioned here. Vlasic played a bunch off the bench, 48 minutes last match. Um, so he'd, he'd probably be the, uh, I guess, Orsic is up here, but you don't really want to spend that much on a, on a bench guy who hasn't played more than 15 minutes in a match. Uh, it's It seems like it'd be either Petkovic or Vlasic here. Uh, yeah. Your options, unless uh, I don't know. Pass. I guess Pasolich here is, is there as well, and he's he's even cheaper. So I mean, you have your you have your bench guys if that's the route you want to take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a time traveler and you just know to play Davy Klassen and Vout Vague Horse, you don't need you don't need us, I guess. But if, but and not joking. Like, if you want to play one of these substitutes, you need to get it right that they're going to come on and be able to make an impact, just to be able to make that like a profitable strategy. So if you, you, you mentioned Di Maria, let's say we want to spend a ton of salary and use Di Maria as a substitute in our tournament lineups. Well, he's 11.2K. When is he going to come on? He only played eight minutes. And you need him to basically, just, we're not really sure when he's going to come on. Who is he going to come on for? And is it going to be productive for him to be on there? You basically you need him to be involved in the goal at that point. So it really is a lot. And... um it's just why I don't play it. I'd rather just captain the goalkeeper or something like this and look other yeah. directions. Yeah, you basically have to – we always talk about putting in a, a game score, whatever you think the score is going to be. And if you play a Di Maria or if you play a Pasolich, whoever, you have to say, okay, if you want one of those Croatia guys, you probably assume that Argentina already have a goal, so Croatia have to push. Or yeah. if you want Di Maria, you, you may even need like – Croatia to be up a goal uh, for Di Maria to be pushing that much. I mean, even if it's scoreless or 1-1 or something, I'm not sure if Di Maria would even be worth it in that point. So It's so much salary. Yeah. I mean, someone in the chat's mentioning uh, Lautaro Martinez. He's never uh, scored a point for me ever, fun fact. So I probably won't go that route, but I mean, sure, you could. that makes sense. He will be subbed on at some point, um, probably for Alvarez. So could be sensible i think go he missed an easy goal though yeah if you want to do it go for it um i won't though all right so back to captain here we figure Messi will still be i don't know 40 40 percent yeah around there captain in tournaments recently i saw you're near the top of the leaderboard with uh, bruno fernandez as your captain um and that in the in these instances bruno Messi. These guys get 25, 30 points. It usually works out that you're going to be near the top of the leaderboard. So is it going to be worth it at his price uh, to captain him in tournaments? Or do you think there's another route where you could go here for, I don't know, if you're going for a 1-1 match, a scoreless match through 90 kind of a thing, uh, are you going to have a messy lineup outside of your cash, cash lineup? Yeah, I think I'm actually going to captain Messi more than the field does. I would probably say I usually make like I usually do this like 20 entry contest works for me, and um, I'll probably captain Messi like 12 times. So probably I want to be about like double. Well, maybe a little more, not quite double where the field is going to be. And I've like looked at spreadsheets and how really good players attack these tournaments. And like one thing that you'll notice Ceramic does. Um, he almost always just captains the primary set piece taker. It makes me think that maybe that's not being done enough, or maybe that just projects really well. And I noticed a lot of good players, you know, really hammer in these optimal type cash game captains. And it's just because they have a really good floor in all sorts of game scripts, and you still have like a lot of wiggle room. So Messi is really expensive, but you can still build one zero Argentina lineups with him. You can still build lineups where Argentina struggle, but Messi still is quite good as a captain because you could play Messi, Perisic, and Modric. You could do a combination like that. So because you can build plenty of combinations with the best projected player, like by far, I really do still want to hammer in a lot of Messi. And if I put anyone else in the captain spot, I want them to have some like unusually high ceiling for some reason. So, I mean, I do sincerely believe that goalkeeper captain is a really productive route. So I'll put Lavakovic in the captain because he can't, he does have one of these mega ceilings available to him. But yeah, it's sometimes it's just um, 
lock it in, I think Messi can still be a good captain if Perisic scores a goal because Messi can probably meet Perisic's points is because Argentina will have to push the game. So that's usually my thought process there. So that Bruno lineup you were mentioning, I think I remember I put four Morocco players in there just because I thought Morocco would score a goal and then Portugal would push. And so again, like you don't always, it's not necessarily meaning that I think Argentina is going to dominate. I just think in most game scripts, Messi's going to be very good. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's kind of my thought process. <laughs> no, no, I got it. I think everyone got it. I think it's, it's like, you know, Messi's going to get to 15, 20 points, almost no matter what, you know, he's going to get to this mark. And so if you want to captain Alvarez, you almost need him to score a brace because even if Alvarez gets a goal, he may only finish with 15 points. And then maybe Messi, even if Messi doesn't assist it, Messi could still be above where Alvarez is at. And that's kind of the same for really anyone on the slate. So it, it really comes down to what else you're doing with your lineup uh, to take advantage of, you know, people that are losing money to captaining Messi. And on this slate, there's not really that much you can do. So it seems like maybe Messi will be 50%. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe I pumped him up a little too much. You know, you don't have to do it, everyone. But um, Yeah. <laughs> no, I – and there's another thing that makes me more likely to want to captain Messi. Like, sometimes in Manchester City slates, where we think Manchester City can score five goals, you can, like, captain, like, a – Jao Cancelo type or someone to save salary because it lets you fit in one extra premium Manchester City attacker. I try this all the time and I always fail. But the idea is, is well, so many different players are going to get 15 points or above, but no one's going to get like 25 or 30 points. And so you want all of those guys who scored roughly the same, but the only way to fit them in is to captain someone who's a little bit down. So an idea of how this could play out in this slate is let's say that Di Maria and Alvarez start. Just I'm making this up completely. And if you think each one of Messi, Di Maria, and Alvarez all score a goal and you want all of that in your lineup, well, maybe you have to throw a takeley if you go in. And then you just punt at the other spots. It's like the, that's kind of the play if you want to captain someone cheaper. It's that there's a lot of points that are spread out. That's one way to look at it. And I just don't think that's going to happen. So it makes me less likely to consider a move like that. Um, I still might do Captain Take Leofico, though, just because I think he's an attacking fullback and uh, he's favorably priced and you can get a lot of good pieces in. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Are any of these... Um, so we're not really on Alvarez. We're probably not on Di Maria. Are you going to captain like a Perisic or a Modric or one of these mid-priced guys? Does anyone stick out to you? Uh, no. Uh, back to your point yeah. on what you just said, uh, the Manchester City thing, I think you could also compare the Manchester City thing to Brazil even, uh, even with yeah. Neymar kind of leading the charge, but you could still really captain any of those guys or you could go. So on this last showdown with, with Brazil and Croatia, um, I captain Livakovic to get all of the top Brazil pieces in there. Clearly, I mean – Captain Livakovic worked, but, you know, Rafinha didn't work. Vinicius didn't work. Uh, I also had Allison in that route. Uh, that didn't work. Um, so if we captain Livakovic here, like who else, are, like what are we spending on? What is he going to be allowing us to spend on uh, outside of Messi? Like what, like is Alvarez going to have an eight point floor without a goal? Uh, it seems, it seems like a lot. I mean, I, uh, what he he had eleven point three points with a goal against Australia. He had oh, Cavani. Ugh. Yeah, he had an eight point floor against Poland. But is he going to get six shots again, three on target? That seems like a lot. So, um, like, what do you as we get into the goalkeeper captain conversation here? You almost need the the five plus saves because it's not like you're you're getting an edge with your lineup. Um, captaining one of these cheaper guys because what is the edge when you cheapen when you captain a cheaper guy? Is it that you're getting both Perisic and Modric, or you're getting a, two Argentina attackers, kind of a thing? Or I guess Enzo and Rodrigo de Paul in the midfield. I mean, what is the advantage to captaining a cheaper guy here? 
Well, the edge is what you said in certain games. So you talked about that Brazil game. I did the same thing. I captained uh, Lavakovic and then like, oh, easy game. I can put in five Brazil attackers and they're just going to onslaught them. And this is one. <laughs> I won a GPP doing this with the Japan goalkeeper against Germany and it can work out. You don't even need the clean sheet. And the upside of the upside of capturing one of these lower price guys is you can fit in a lot of guys with a higher ceiling. And okay, you have Messi. You can just play him anyways. Yeah. So you really do need something outlier to happen with your captain. So if Messi if Messi scores 15 points, 15 to 18 points, like you do and you captain someone else, you need them to have a really good ceiling. I think that's the main takeaway that we have right here. If it's Lavakovic, he can't just score the 15 points for the win clean sheets you know he probably needs a lot of saves because i mean how many points are paris's motors going to score between them i don't really know so going back to goalkeeper captain if i put lavakovic in i'm not going to put this argentina onslaught that i've been doing in a lot of games mm-hmm. i probably am going to speculate that someone like a Kramerich does a cavani and gets 11 points and gets the goal that we want he does it in Nesri. oh the and <laughs> is that what and did was um, he at uh well, he got the uh, he got the goal. I mean, he had a decent floor against Portugal, but he did get the goal. And like this was a guy who pretty much struggled throughout the tournament. He point zero eight point zero eight in one game, and then I think he had three shots. Maybe on, I don't know if it was on target, but he had three shots in that game, and he got the goal. And then you get the win and clean sheet with the goalkeeper. So I mean, we we look at this and it's like oh. Kramaric or Pekovic, these guys are only going 60, 70 minutes, but it doesn't really matter if they get the only goal in the game. Yeah, so. in a tournament, it doesn't matter. Like he can play. It's the thesis behind a sub goal. He can play five minutes, and he can be about vague horse and scores two goals, and exactly. congratulations, you win. So, yeah, I definitely agree there. Yeah, if I do Lavakovic, play some. You should play some of these attackers that'll go overlooked though. If they do, like a Kramaric at sixty four hundred, that's a great tournament play because if we only think there's going to be two goals, you want the goal scorer, so you have to play players like that, especially when players in this price range are like a Juranovic who might be popular in cash games. I mean, Juranovic probably is almost always going to score within two points of six or something like mm-hmm. this. I'm exaggerating. You know, you can pivot to Kramaric and you get that ceiling right away. So it's one of those simple pivots that you can make on your cash game lineup to have some tournament team and showdown that has some upside. Yeah. What do you think the percentages will be on Livakovic? So he was only 2.5% captain against Brazil, about 13% total. This isn't a small, small GPP here. So pretty low. You got to think it's going to be higher than that in this game, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit higher because he was a hero. And I guess maybe we want to work backwards and think, who do we want to captain? We want to captain Messi, but then some people will captain Alvarez. And then there'll be a few Modric and Perisic captainers. It'll probably be around, I don't know, I always just guess around 5%. There's not that many compelling different captain options though, right? So maybe the goalkeepers will get juiced a little bit. This happens sometimes, you know, where there's like Chelsea, sometimes there's not an obvious captain in a Chelsea match. And then you end up captaining Kepa at 9%. And you know, that wasn't the thesis behind the play the entire th- time. Um, I don't think that'll be the case with Lavakovic, but it might get a little higher, especially after he did well. Field's going to notice that. So, yeah, Nopert uh, in the Argentina Netherlands match, Nopert was 4.2% uh, captain, 34%. So, yeah. see, 34% though in the flex. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think Lavakovic is going to be heavily flexed. Um, and then maybe as like a around, heavily as in around that range, like much higher than his clean sheet odds. But I mean, Croatia get the winning clean sheet. So they're like, it's 20% each. I don't know how the math works out. I do yeah. mental math. Emmy Martinez show. was 1.4% captain, 20.2% in that game. 1.4%. Yeah, are you interested in Captain Martinez? I'm usually not so interested in Captain no. favorite goalkeeper. You, uh, yeah, you, I don't know. This is this is the Ellison. This is the conversation with like how many save opportunities is he going to get? Croatia had the one shot on target last match. Even if he makes two saves, it's still you know putting him in the 14 point range. Is, is that enough? I mean, maybe. Yeah. 
don't know, you might you need points elsewhere, right? Because yeah. you're sacrificing Messi, so that means someone else had to have scored points. It just seems, right. oh, this is a conversation I have every time I leave captain and Messi. Are you interested in like um, using Martinez in the flex, like doing maybe a one zero construction with Argentina? Uh, I think you could do that with, you know, put Messi in captain, you get the goal, you get the PK or something, uh, maybe get a couple of Croatia floor points in there. And then, yeah, I mean, if it is, it's going to, if assuming it's going to be fairly defensive, like Croatia matches have been, how many more people are going to get more than 12, 14 points? Oh, I mean, many. If, if there's one PK goal or even if it's Messi doing a little bit of magic kind of a thing, there may only be one other player above of de- above 10 points on the slate. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, throw them in. Yeah, I kind of like it if you just play Messi by himself. Uh, that's that's the angle I like doing 1-0 with Messi by himself, just a moment of magic or a PK goal. And you can play both of the fullbacks for Argentina, who I think are going to play a lot of minutes due to um, the yellow card suspensions. And you can play a Jaranovic on the other side. They'll chase the game and then whoever you want. So I think that's definitely a, that's definitely in play. Although I always play these 1-0 lineups, so maybe I play them too much. Who knows? No, I don't think so. I think most of our money has been won off of uh, goalkeeper captains. So Yeah, I joke with you. If I only play goalkeeper captain, I'd probably be the most profitable percentage-wise uh, player ever. <laughs> All right, we we're talking we're talking like this is a two game slate here or a three game slate. We're going on a while. You got any other thoughts here for for this semifinal? Well, I don't know. It's kind of fun. There's some angles to talk. I'm enjoying it at least. But yeah. um, as far as angles, no. I mean, I think I've basically discussed all the angles that I'll I'll be taking. I mean, someone has a question here. Maybe we can help out. Uh, what would be the optimal lineup for a goal fest type game? Night game. Nighthawk 35. Nighthawk 35. That's awesome. Um, well, the optimal lineup for a 3-3 game, I always lose in 3-3 games, so the optimal lineup for me is to not play. Um, but if it is 3-3, um, I don't know, Captain Messi and then throw darts at the board. I feel like those are almost completely unpredictable, those types of scripts. Play some midfielders. Well, I think you want Messi, and if you're going three three, you want you want the Croatian forwards. You want Kramaric, Kramaric and Parasic, yeah, yeah, or whoever starts Petkovic or Salic or whoever else starts up there. You want that guy, or even a guy off the bench. Maybe it's maybe you get two goals, three goals after the 70th minute, kind of a thing. So, yeah, you you put Messi in because you know he's going to be involved in at least one of the three goals. Probably at least two, yeah. Right. And then you have you can go cheap with Croatia goal scorers kind of a thing. And then maybe you have room for I guess Alvarez or another Argentina goal scorer. So Yeah. I mean, or you can just do the messy hat trick and then just play get the other three goals from yeah. Croatia. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, even like the Argentina midfielders. Like we've already seen Enzo score, we've seen DePaul show up on the score sheet, we've seen McAllister show up. I think he already scored and assisted in the game, so I mean, there's there's plenty of routes here where even with Messi captain, like because the Croatia forwards are a little cheaper, you can make a pretty optimal three three lineup if if that's what you're going with. But yeah, I probably won't be doing that. So yeah, if it's three three, I hope you win Nighthawk because I certainly will not the way I play. So. <laughs> All right, so what's your, what's your goal prediction here? What's the goal prediction? I am going to predict, I probably won't play my showdown lineups this way, but if I had to guess what's going to happen in the game, it's going to be 1-1 after 90 minutes, and it's going to go to penalties. It's a Croatia knockout game, so I have to say that. I'm going to go with um, a messy moment of brilliance goal, just doing something completely out of nowhere. That's going to be the equalizer after Ivan Perisic scores a goal in the first 10 minutes. Let's go with that. Shout out Tottenham Hotspur, Ivan Perisic. <laughs> but yeah, early goal right there. Argentina have to push. The Croatian midfield dominates, but Messi still gets his goal anyways. It comes down to PKs. Who wins? I don't know. <laughs> I'll go uh, Croatia. Croatia 1-0 in regular time. There Ooh. you go. Who's your goal scorer? My goal scorer will be... Will be will be Gavardial 
off a of Modric counter uh, corner. Oh, there you go. I love it. <laughs> Just how the World Cup does. Uh, <laughs> one more question here. Do you think Emilio, Emiliano Martinez will be probably lower owned than, I assume, Livakovic? Yeah, because he's more expensive. Yeah, he's pretty pricey, especially for his clean sheet odds. I mean, in the flex, I don't really know. I'm bad at that. But And the captain, less than 2%, I think. Yeah, he, he's expensive. He, he's in the range of the other Argentina midfielders, so he probably won't be too popular. Nope. Um, uh, let me quickly look up what Allison was in that last slate um, with Croatia. Allison was 4.2% captain, 33%. Um. So probably maybe even lower. He was seven K. So Emiliano Martinez is now more expensive than that. Yeah. Um, the I mean that percentage is kind of high when when you're throwing in Rafinha when all the, you're throwing in all those attackers in there. So I don't maybe he might be more popular than that. Yeah, clean sheet odds are at forty percent. So yeah, it's not that, that could great. be a rough proxy. The field's not too like the field does kind of okay. They're usually a little low on goalkeeper stuff, especially at like lower stakes. So. Yeah, maybe like let's say thirty-five percent or something in the flex for Emmy Martinez because people are going to play these one-zero Argentina lineups. Yeah, least, I think so. Yeah, they'll read your article and just go off that. Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we got. Rotoware.com/slash/soccer-trial free two-day trial. The World Cup is winding down, but you know what? We are. What are we? We are 14 days. Is that right? Boxing Day is on a Monday. We're 14 days away from Boxing Day. Oh, man. No breaks here. No breaks. You got to start putting out Premier League rankings. But, yeah, we'll be back. I mean, you can still use the the, uh, trial. You can still use the subscription for Premier League. Whatever league you want to use it for, really. But, Jack, you can find him at Jack Burkhart. I'm at Roto's Droik. This is the first quarter, or the first semifinal. We'll be back for Wednesday's semifinal, uh, France and Morocco. Uh, a good one. I have a show tomorrow for that, but good luck for the slate. And actually, I don't know. Maybe we'll be talking before this match even starts. I don't know yet. We don't have a schedule yet. We'll, we'll talk about it though. But good luck, <laughs> good to everyone. luck everyone. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.